Welcome back to Down for the Count, ladies and gentlemen. I am one-fourth of your co-host, and on behalf of Janae, Alexis, and Nicole, welcome to the show. So listen, we are going to be talking about CM Punk and his being fired, canned, you know, from AEW, and of course, Tony Khan having to deal with the heavy backlash of that, him being booed out the rafters at All Out, and of course, him having to change matches and change things so that people can get what they were supposed to get their money's worth. Um, The situation with CM Punk is a little dicey. And quite frankly, we got some controversial takes in here. Some of us are on an opposing side where they feel like CM Punk didn't deserve to be fired and others are on the opposite side where they felt like they weren't mad about CM Punk getting fired. And then we have a controversial take that's in the middle where they're not mad about being CM Punk being fired. And they're also not mad about CM Punk's reaction to the way that he was treated by AEW. So we got a lot going on in our podcast, but we're going to make sure you guys get a full breakdown of everything. In this particular part of the show, you guys are going to hear our take on Phil's firing and why we believe that this entire situation is Tony Khan's fault. And I hate to say it, but it definitely is. And you'll get a full ear from myself, Alexis and Nicole as to why that is. And we'll break it down from a business standpoint, like we always do, as well as from a wrestling standpoint, personal standpoint. We'll give you guys every pillar in this particular conversation. No pun intended. With all that being said, this is only part one. Part two is when we'll get into some impact stuff and we'll also be talking about the all out results and we'll round it out there. With all that being said, I'm gonna let you guys go so you can get into the mess. Thank y'all for listening and I hope you guys enjoy. I just, I mean, like, I'm actually really glad that I installed uninstalled twitter on my phone because right now i have the best peace of mind without having to deal with people on it it's great it's i don't know but he do ride for the women like that's not a that's not a bad thing he do he definitely rides for the women definitely rode for naomi and sasha when shit went south with them he's like been 10 toes down on that so Things can be right at the same time. CM Punk can be a piece of shit and also do good things. (laughs) I mean, yeah. And he does a lot of great stuff for, like, you know, uh, promoting, like, protecting trans kids and gay, like, LGBTQ and all that. And it's like, there's certain things that he does. I'll say this over the show, too, but they're, hang on, taking these headphones off. Can you hear me? If I take these headphones out, I lose sound for like a few minutes. But like, um, he does some really good things, but it's just like, I don't know. But I have been getting flooded with DMs on TikTok because they're like, well, your video's wrong. You shouldn't be fighting your coworkers. And I'm like, honestly, I think the world would be a lot better place if we could fight our coworkers, honestly. I'm not even trying to be funny. I think that's a fact. If like I got to swing on a couple people I used to work with, that would make that would probably have made the workplace a lot better, to be honest with you. Ooh. I don't know, like I honestly believe that we're getting half through here. That's the same thing that happened the first time. And the first time we only got like CM Punk was being an aggressive person. 
and then he gets a real cheat, and it's like, oh, okay, so the Young Bucks really went to him and started a fight. Like, yeah, that's the thing. It's like if you go back and people are like, well, he's been disrespectful since he did that scrum at uh, what was it, All In or All Out last year or something like that. I say it yeah, was he All went Out. Out. It was oh. All Out. Like, yeah, okay, we get it. He went out there and he was an asshole, but at the same time, this man was saying the lies. He's working in a locker room full of children. It looks like, like I said on live before, I'm like, no one's absolving CM Punk of his behavior, but we understand it. So I'm right. like, does AEW did what they felt they had to do in firing him? I don't have no issues with that. CM Punk got to learn how to curve his, his attitude. But this all stems from Tony Khan not taking reins in his company and controlling his people. Zach Perry should not have been able to walk up on him like that and want to start a fight. Also, a mighty big issue is is that Tony, like that meeting was supposed to have that Tony was just basically like, oh, if you feel like it, you mean if you feel like it. This is all Tony Khan's fault at the end of the freaking day. I'm a boss. You feel like going to this meeting. You're going to. It blows my mind. Like, what? King boss, you know, that tells you um, it's like and this is me, like I, and I just find this mind-boggling because I am a manager, I've been a manager for, or I've been in management for I want to say like six years now six, seven years now and um, it literally is so mind-boggling that how much like how mismanaged that place is like it's insane to me my dad because it those people are your employers you sign their checks they're supposed to do what you need them to do for your company to be successful why are you allowing them to just do whatever the fuck they want to do? And then I found out today that apparently Jack is friends with the uh, Young Bucks. So that adds another layer to shit. See, I don't like that. Because now you're... I, I, I just feel like fucking shit over here. Hmm? Oh hell no! I don't know. Some outside of my house smells like shit. Hmm. Oh no! I'm taking the garbage out. Let me take uh, before I not want to do it. I feel like the this this is gonna get worse before it gets better, and then if CM Punk does, if CM Punk does anything. Any interview or anything, that's gonna blow shit out the fucking water. It's just insane. Just like everything about it, insane. I guess he like does need an attitude adjustment. Well, much probably. 
So it's like people shouldn't hold their breaths, but at the same time, well, he just didn't go about it necessarily in the best way. But at the same time, it's like you have your tooth too. Tony is too worried about being everybody's friend and being and not being a leader or being a boss. Like, I can't believe I'm about to quote Vince Russo, but Vince Russo was like, obviously, Tony is not someone who's very stern or strict or whatever. That's fine. And I agree. Whatever, that's fine. But at the same time, you cannot be successful and run the business because, like, you're playing, like, you're a boss. You're sitting here, what you think, and I think he even said it too, and I and we said it a couple times, like, this isn't you playing pretend or playing wrestling with a bunch of fake figurines. These are real fucking people. Said that plenty of times. This, this is they're real people, and then people who are saying like, "Well, at a regular job, um, this is not a regular job." He like had Vince Vince Russo made a point. He was like, someone like pushed him or shoved him out the way or knocked his ass on the ground trying to get to Sunny. I think he said Luna Vancouver was trying to get to Sunny to whoop her ass. He was like, "Yeah." Did I necessarily think I was in such a unsafe work environment? No, because he's like, I recognize the business for what it is. And that's what people aren't getting. They're applying this type of situation to their regular ass, normal nine to five job. You can't applicate it to that way because you're in a business. Not only that, you're working in a sports industry. And you're working in an industry that started off in fucking carnivals. Like, I I don't understand why people don't fucking understand that. This too. Wrestling is voided up drag performance, performing arts. Well, I mean, that is what wrestling is. At, at, to break it down in a rudimental way. So you cannot apply. So if this happened at your nine to five job, sure, that is completely fucking unhinged. That did not happen. But if you're working in an industry where people are physical and people, and it's like, it's a different type of environment. And like I said, Tony is too, does not have the guts, the brawn or whatever you want to say it to be strict to be stern to have to create a controllable environment you can't and he needs to recognize that and he needs to and then also you need someone to help create structure i'm not saying that every all the talent back there should be walking um afraid but you need someone i forgot but let me see what fits all that but there's this and I was watching it today before I went to school and it was a heavy that's what he called it a heavy and he was saying have um Tony needs to have one for the women and he needs to have one for the men 
just so everyone's comfortable. 100%. Go ahead, Alexis. Watching this TikTok, and I'm like, TikTok is a landmine right now. Like, you're either pro punk, anti punk, or you're in the middle. I'm just like, dude, I completely on his side, right? And there's this guy video, and I think I sent it to you and Tiff. Excuse me. And he's talking about how, like, back in the day, because he, like, everyone thinks, like, think about there's this whole generation of wrestling fans that don't realize that Paul Heyman and Vince McMahon, like, you know, you gave them respect, especially Heyman and ECW. Think of all the unstable weirdos he had to work with. He had to work with New Jack. Like, and, you know, he but he knew how to handle it, right? Over in WWE, Vince knew how to handle these guys. And he gave two perfect, exa- well, he gave one example, and then I remember the other one. After the Montreal screw job, Bret Hart was going crazy in the locker room. And Taker, this is just what the story says, Taker went up to Vince and he's like, you need to go deal with this because this is going to get ugly if you don't do something. So Vince goes to Bret, they have a couple words, and Brett, or Vince tells Bret, you got one free shot, I recommend you take it. And Brett punched Vince in the eye. And that's why when you saw him afterwards, he had that wicked black eye for a really long time. Because that was Brett sucker punching him. But, you know, he didn't see Vince going, oh, well, I don't think I should do that. He went up there. He's like, you got one good hit and you better make it count. Like, how big of a badass is that? Like, you're like, I know you're going to hit me, but you better hit me because if you don't connect, I'm coming for your ass at this point. And then there was the other situation with a wrestler named Nails who thought he was bigger than he really was. And he told Vince he wanted to make the same money as like Jake the Snake, Macho Man, Ultimate Warrior, Hulk Hogan, all the big names back then, right? He wanted to make their kind of money, but he wasn't like on that level of like, well, I don't want to say talent, but no, I'll say talent for some of them or like charisma or character work or anything like that. Vince told him no. And this dude went for Vince and Vince, you know, was like, they could hear like the guys in the back heard Vince scream, get the fuck off me. And they run into the office and Vince is fighting this guy. Like this isn't like, we all know Vince isn't going to heaven. We all know it at this point, but this isn't like the 79 year old grandpa you see doing around on TV. I mean, hell the man was how old and he took that vicious ass headbutt from Kevin Owens. And that was planned. And it was Vince's idea for him to do it. Like Vince is fucking crazy, but in some weird way, they the, the people who work for Vince have this weird respect for him. Granted, because you know why it's he's the guy who guy who signs also their- because he understands when did this happen? Becky Lynch. Oh yeah, she gonna be there. Um yeah, baby, that's been planned for a minute. That's why Tiffany oh, they so expect these matches. That's why. Go ahead, Lance. Uh, this metaphor um, entrance is fucking everything. It's okay. Oh. I was trying to clean that. Jojo ass stand um. poses gag. Anyways, um. It's just, it's insane. Like, he 
And I said this before, and you know, shout out to Shad Khan that he was able to provide a comfortable life for his children. But at the same time, like Tony, like you're soft as fuck. And it's okay to be soft as fuck. But recognize that. Somebody. Like you're like you just look like a little bitch. You look like a little bitch. All these people are steam. I don't understand how like it's just I can't picture the work environment here because I know it would drive me insane. And I know, like, we were jokingly having this conversation, like, in the group chat, but I was like, if I worked there, if I got hired, there's so many of those people who would not survive the day. There would be a massive Because I'm not fucking playing with you. Like, this is the fourth time. And they want to get in my face, we're fucking fighting outside. Or actually, we could fight in the room. I don't even care at this point. I'm going to pepper spray you. I'm going to taste you. This is the fourth time in a year that we have known about a fight that has broken out in AEW. And the most bullshit thing is, this was all over using real or fake glass. That's the fucking and, and also, it's like, what? And also, it's like, we shouldn't even know half of it. Besides CM Punk being fired, because obviously that's something like they would have to like comment on. Why do we know this? And NASA people are like, oh, they're not telling me. No. Yes, they are. Someone is telling, like, again, like, there's obviously, there's always leaks at, like, WWE for, especially for certain stuff, and it makes me, like, and it pisses me off. But at the same time, it's, like, major stuff like that or issues like this, they don't get out. Like, there has to be some type of decorum, and no one seems to have it. Not a single person, Sam's maybe, I want to give four, maybe five people, have any type of decorum. So that's why a lot of them aren't going to survive if if AEW doesn't work out. Because they don't know how to handle and carry themselves and be professional like they're all screaming about punk being perfect not being professional but he was willing to work with the elite to have a big story to make a story out of their issues because that is something because he understands that can get butts and seats and that can be tickets and nobody else wanted to do that and then you have stories and issues and everything from a to z consistently being leaked out it's trash like you're fucking bitches and you're all pussies and it's like how are you grown ass men and the worst thing is is mostly the men that's doing this pity part like that is the part that disturbs me like y'all are fighting like a bunch of middle school little girls and, like, if I could just put my, like, conspiracy hat on for a hot second, because I've been, like, diving deep into, like, the social media shit of this today, because class was boring. But, <laughs> but no, like, people are thinking, like, you know, the ones, they're, like, because there's this, there's just some, some amazing videos, and I sent them to you guys. There's this one, though, by this guy named Thomas Bishop, the villain. I think that's, I think that's his name on 
in or out that cat. is his name you're right I that's his name like him because he's a little too much sometimes but he's on the nose like he does that on purpose right he really thinks and a lot of people think that it's the bucks running to Meltzer and telling him every the him everything because he goes if you notice it's always Meltzer that has this breaking news about anything that goes down in AEW. Well, you know and why that is, oh, right? Been, oh, I've been thought that. Like we've been clocked that from the very very beginning when we first when they first started reporting and Meltzer would always have all of the shit from the beginning. He'd be the first one to say everything, and he's a big stand for AEW. It's been that way from the beginning. So that's not hard to understand. And we already had said that that was the case. My issue here is that everybody is now 100% against CM Punk. And I was just like, y'all are so weird because not too long ago, a year ago, y'all was out here, I mean, bending over, taking it up the ass for him, begging for him to come. He shows up, AEW gets millions of views and you're like, AEW is going to take over. Now that what I told y'all, what, what Alexis said, what, what Nicole said, what we all said was going to happen. Now y'all in y'all feelings. Now it's, oh, we can't do this. We gotta, we gotta make sure that he gets out of here. Why? You didn't have a problem with that agent of chaos coming in in the beginning. It, if it we're going to be fair, we're going to be fair. Yeah. That man has always been controversial. No matter where he goes, controversy follows him. Whether he's right, wrong, or indifferent, it's going to be there. And that's because of how abrasive he can be. But in this case, what we're talking about, I guarantee you, months down the line, where all this shit blows over, the truth is going to come out and then everybody's going to be singing a different tune. And when you exactly. finally understand what's going on back there, because we've been telling you since day one, the shit is not clean, it's not savory because this leader ain't, in, ain't ain't together. Look at what he said about Sunny Kiss, okay? Now, shout out to Women Wrestling Talk because they have a podcast too, and I might, you know, talk to them and maybe we could collab at one point. But they posted it on Twitter. One of the girls that work, that does we Women Wrestling Talk was at the media scrum. She was one of the media scrum girls, and we love that because it's a black woman, Okay, and we will never get to see that. That's a rarity. Okay, so she was in there asking the right questions, asking the pertinent questions. She asked Sunny Kiss, "Where is he? We see he's been removed from the AEW website." I'm obviously you gotta think that this man is gone. What? Sorry, Sunny is gone. So I apologize for misgendering her. My thing was she asked the right question. What happened? It, you know, are you firing him? Her? Is she gone? His response was walking around the bush. It was just, Sonny's a great um, person, great wrestler. We love them. But, you know, Number things happen. And I can't, I'm not going to lay off like 20, 20, 30 people at a time. And it was like, okay, while WWE did that, at least they stand on their shit. They're not trying to make it out to be a good thing. You're slowly but surely laying off people behind the scenes. And you're not saying anything about it. But that's and then you're trying to make it look like, oh, well, you know, we can't keep everybody on the roster. We've got hundreds of wrestlers on the roster. Yeah, because you keep hiring them. Because so, you keep bringing in guys like Adam Cole. You keep bringing in guys like CM Punk. And you got, Sonny was a pillar. We're talking about the pillars. Sonny was a pillar. Sonny was one of the first. One of the first signees. One he of was the, the first, first, we the saw. first people. Uh, 
He was one of the first people signed because he was at that fuck. I'm so sorry, son. We're terrible. Um, she was one of the very first people that they signed, and she was literally at their press conference when they announced AEW like formally. It was um, Kenny, Cody, the Bucks, Britt Baker. Who else was there? Sunny was there. Randy. I feel like I feel like Nyla Rose was there. You know what the fucked up thing is? Because I know yes. we were talking- Nyla Rose. Who else was there? Jericho. I'm sorry. Like, there's a couple cutting across you. It's okay. Like I just think it's really weird. I said all the Sunny. Oh, did did I make the cold go away? Uh oh. No, 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 should be back. It's like, um, you, how come we never saw Sonny on anything more than AEW Dark? That's one of the best athletes you have in that locker room, and we never even get to see them. And that's another thing, because he also alluded to the fact that losing Dark and Elevation kind of cut people's time off. But I'm like, you know what? What but, you're but, saying is some bullshit because having him on dark and elevation is not a it's not a compliment. Jericho, That's the bulk of where Sonny was wrestling at. Jericho can go out there and spend 25 minutes doing absolutely jack shit. Like I know last week we were talking about replacing um uh Perry as one of the pillars. I take Sammy out and I would have put Sonny in. Because Sonny could have came out and said, I'm underused. They don't believe in me. Like, we could really have... Sonny would have made a great heel if they just... If they let them be them. You know what I mean? Am I using the right pronouns for Sonny Kiss? I hope I am. Them and she, her. So, just... Because I don't want to misgender her either. So, I apologize heavily for misgendering Sonny because I don't want to misgender her. We love you, Sonny. We were actually one of your first supporters, and our friend Tirza is absolutely in love with you. <laughs> she yeah, he knows. You. <laughs> she knows because Tirza and Sonny are like best friends. They're very close. So I forgot. My bad. It's been a long couple. It's been a long week, but it's just like going back and just like I hope Nicole comes back. But like going back and looking back at stuff when it comes to like like Phil. Being an AEW. I was listening to some episodes today. And we kind of gave him a lot of shit for the first fight. But now it's like when I go back and I watch that clip. He was hurting. He was angry. Now, if he had just marshaled Lynch that shit, I probably would have died laughing. I'd be like, okay, oh. he's still this old, like this old man still got it, you know? <laughs> yeah. But he said what he said. Because he was frustrated. And honestly, after now, what we know about that AEW locker room, I mean, we knew it probably we knew it wasn't the best place to begin with. Let's, I mean, like from what we've heard from anybody who was released up to that point, anything like that. We knew what kind of place that was after Tony Khan treated Small the way he did. That's facts. Give him for that. Never, never, ever, ever. And it's just. <laughs> I don't know, this whole is very cult-like, but it's like, I really need to call it back in here. This is such a cult 
feeling to it because anytime someone speaks out against AEW, Tony sends his little soldiers in marching one by one to defend it. And I'm just like, you never see WWE do that. The only time I ever saw WWE superstars do that is when Conor McGregor was running his fucking mouth and they all were like, okay, you're so big and bad, pull up. And none of them did. Even Becky was like, mm, are you sure your manhood's big enough for that? She said something like that. And he never heard anything back from that. I'm like, man, she just said you have a small dick on the internet. You probably do. <laughs> That's a whole you other whole another story but it's very it's so cult-like back there and then like CM Punk comes in and this is the thing that gets me Punk's thing was that he was the voice for the voiceless right like he yeah. came in there Tony Khan would listen to him because Tony is a fucking fanboy he's not a business dude you know what he is he's that weekend gad who's like oh we don't have rules here we're all kumbaya and we're going to be cool and, you know, no rules, blah, 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 like that kind of shit, right? Mm-hmm. It's gotten you. You have had four fights that we are aware of in that locker room in the span of less than a year? What kind of business are you running? One like, that don't I- have no respect for his leader. Thing, all of this... And I don't know if I was overstepping Nicole. That's why I need to apologize when she comes back. All this is Tony Khan's fault. I agree. Very simple. It does not matter what side. Why is there a fucking hole in my curtain? Maybe I do have ADD. Shit, I need to get tested. But anyway, um, this should not have happened. This should not have hit the fucking news at all. Like, where was I going? Oh, fuck, I just lost my guy. Okay, I remember now. No matter what side of the fence that you are on, whether you think this is Punk's fault, whether you think, you know, Punk was in the wrong or Punk was in the right, it all comes down to the middle that uh, Tony Khan does not know what the hell he's doing, and it is total anarchy in that And it's everybody out for themselves. And guess who else said that? Lefisto. Lefisto said the same damn thing. But when Swole said it, everybody was going at Swole Nick. Everybody was calling her every name out the sun. And as soon as she said something, I saw her getting all types of death threats. They was wishing death on her, her son, her babies, her husband, everything you could think of. Lefisto didn't get what Swole got. To be fair, Lufisto's stuff was swift and they kind of calmed down on her. Swole had that shit coming out of her neck for almost two months. Two and months. What what are you trying to do? You're trying to grow up like this. I shouldn't be so aggravated about it, but if the person who's in charge of this company was not an over-spoiled pamper silver spoon rich boy who's never been told no in his entire life and never been told that he needs to grow a set and make sure that this business that not only does he own he is also the chief financial officer it's cool that you have have money going in but as a business you need money coming back look 
if we being pippin' it real, he doing too much. Tony Khan is the general manager. He is the creative, um, the head of creative, and he's also the CEO. There is no way that you should be doing all three of those jobs. You because you're first of all, you're not qualified to be the create the head of creative. You're just not. And oftentimes he takes full response full credit for a lot of the shit that we see on TV, but that shit normally comes from the wrestlers. The storylines that MJF and Adam Cole are in, they've created and he's signed off on it. He learned as he went to figure out how this is supposed to go, how things are supposed to be set up, which is fine. Nobody's saying he's wrong for that. But when you don't have the vernacular, you don't have the cojones to be able to run this place like you need to. You need to have somebody in there who's doing their job. You got a whole bunch of people who work back there who can do the, the head of creative job that is necessary and set up a hierarchy so people know who to go to. When they're talking about storylines, people know who to go to. When you're talking about bliss, discipline, disciplinary action is supposed to go up a chain. It should not be you delving out disciplinary action. That is the last place where it should go. Okay? I stand, by my, make... stand by my point, though. If both of them got suspended for this fight, why hasn't Sammy Guevara been suspended for his fights? That's that's where the favoritism kicks in, and I am getting more upset than I really thought I was going to. I don't even like Phil. That's why I'm saying you you gotta have a system. And to be to be fair, now I I'll play devil's advocate. Nicole is usually the one playing devil's advocate, but I'll play devil's advocate. I am not upset at them for firing Phil. I'm not mad about it. In fact, I expected it. Because this is a second altercation, they're saying he was aggressive with Tony. If what they're saying is true, okay, whatever. He's fired. Cool beans. Well, let's just be for real. I don't think that it's to the extent of what they're saying. I think Tony Khan got hit with something and he's just like, this is too much. Then Phil got in his face. He didn't like that. Oh, no. No, 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 no. This is too much for me. Here's the thing. Had you had had somebody in place at creative doing the job and you basically was handling the business side and on occasion you pop in and look at things, you wouldn't have even been a part of that. You wouldn't have even had an issue with that. If Punk rolled up on somebody else and that was head of creative, that situation could have been rectified right then. But you was the one who was there. You don't have the balls to be able to deal with this shit because you're going to have a lot of days where motherfuckers going to roll up on you. A lot. And when they do, you're going to have to be like, either you get the fuck out my face or you're fired. You will be reprimanded for getting in my face and disrespecting me. I'm the one who signs your checks. I'm not some little bitch off the street. You're just going to roll up on. All right? Now, you can say what you want to say without getting in my business. But once you get in my personal space, you threatening me. And if I have to, I will defend myself. So I suggest you back the fuck up off me before you get hurt around here. Simple as that. Now, if you don't want to listen, because you a little half pint and CM Punk looking down on you, fuck it. That's what you got fucking security for. 
hire you some goddamn security and do your fucking job. Ain't nobody saying CM Punk should be able to roll up on him, but you're going to have days where motherfuckers is going to try you. And if your ass is going to act like a little punk-ass bitch every time somebody roll up on you like that, it's going to be some hard, hard days. Because them niggas always think they can do some shit like that. And the Alexis is right. They did it to Vince. But Vince McMahon is a different breed. That's a different breed. He was tired of getting his ass whooped. He was tired of them getting in his face. So he started working out in the gym and got big like them, took his roids. Allegedly. Thank you. Okay. Allegedly took his roids and was like, bitch, you're not going to be getting up in my face. Like, I'll, I'll beat your ass. We'll fight it here. I ain't got no problem with it. You're going to have days when motherfuckers' emotions is not going to be in check. They're going to act a damn fool. And if that's the case, then you got to be prepared. Y'all talking about, oh, Tony's life was in danger. Tony was threatened. Did he feel that way when the young bucks was rolling up on him too deep? Did he feel like that when CM Punk was in that room? Said what he said in the media scrum. Don't get me wrong. That shit was fucked up. He shouldn't have said that shit. He should have been more professional. That shit has been established. But you be sitting in your room, put yourself in CM Punk's position. You in the room getting your shit together. You working. Okay, I got to go. I'm in my hometown. I'm finna get my shit. All right, bet. You out there, so two motherfuckers roll up on you. You telling me you cool? You gonna be cool with that shit? Motherfuckers, plus their friend, plus their friend's friend, plus their friend's 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 friend. Banging on your door, ready to fight. And the only person you got with you, who's the motherfucker who got fired? Wasn't that the only dude that was with him? And Yo. the dog? One who threw the chair at the Young Bucks. And Punk didn't even start any of this. And the dog. That's the only thing that was in there. So what were you supposed to do? Well, how, how are you supposed to react to that? Now, y'all didn't have the same energy or the same smoke for the Young Bucks. You don't have the same energy and the same smoke for them. You don't have the same energy and the same smoke for Jack Perry. Now, let's keep it fucking real. The situation that's going on, both of them are isolated situations. Both of them are situations that you have to look at this, 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 the, what's going on between the two of them in order to truly understand what's happening. This secondary situation that happened with CM Punk, CM Punk was not given proper travel when he got there. He basically had to get to the arena on his own. That's from what I heard that was reported in the dirt sheets. Then <laughs> he get there and Jack Perry is on a thousand acting a damn fool. So CM Punk like, what's up? You got issue? What's going on? Of course. Jack Perry like, no, I'm a heel. I'm working my heel. Yeah, but you bringing backstage shit outside into the arena. We supposed to be focusing on the show, and here you are bringing in backstage shit. Then the situation gets out of hand, and two people start fighting, and instead of y'all just getting the goddamn security and breaking the shit up and saying, CM Punk, go your way. Jack, you need to go another way. Okay. Y'all need, need to break this up. The situation gets out of hand and the TV monitor hit him and everything goes crazy. All right. Then My they point. say, CM Punk getting all in his face, getting all in his business. I'm like, bro. Here's why did he, because you know if this happened backstage at a WWE event, and I know we keep using them, but that's just because it's the only current one we can compare this with, okay? But like, it's... You're 
Say Vince is in the back. He's watching everything go on. Let's just put Hunter in there as well, okay? If you're sitting there and you see your two guys, and it could be anybody, let's just say like um, Finn and Seth have a disagreement. I don't know, just two names that come to my mind, and they on fist, right? Do you think Vince and Hunter and or Hunter is going to sit there and wait for something to happen? They're going to jump up and be like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Like, you know, Vince be like grabbing, like telling them, like, get these out of my sight. You know, however Vince does his voice. But it's just like, you're going to wait till something personally happens to you before you react to the scene that you see in front of you. Now, I can understand if he was in shock a little bit going, oh my God, not again. But there's nothing until something personally happens to you. And then in some weird way, you're trying to twist this to make it about you. Because you fear for your life? Look, a decade ago, not even a decade ago, several decades ago, wrestlers were in the back. They were drunk as fuck, high as fuck. They were on something. They were shooting steroids in their ass. And that's just Shawn Michaels on a Tuesday. Okay? And they're unhinged as hell, walking around. Some of them have fucking weapons. And if you even looked at them, there was a po- Ron, there was a possibility that they were going to shoot you because you had the audacity to look at them wrong, according to them. Hell, these bruiser burden got killed in a fucking locker room. Right? It, it's just you fear for your life. I, I, I'm glad, you know what, Chicago, I'm glad the fuck out of this man because you guys ate him alive and i fucking appreciate you for that so my thing is if he felt that there and they were like well uh monitor fell on him or whatever then i would have chucked that thermometer that monitor right back at him like he is such a little bitch like what (sighs) i just can't not what he's living in this era it's just it's just annoying because they keep moving the goalposts they keep finding ways to make excuses for him and that's the problem that i'm having that's the biggest issue i'm not mad like i said i'm not mad they fire punk that's what they felt they need to do as a company fine right i have no issues with that but where you where you miss me with is the i fear for my life bullshit he's attacking me i don't believe you I don't fucking believe you because you sat your ass right there at that media scrum and let that motherfucker say what he said. You didn't stop him then. You didn't have no issue with him talking shit then. He and was then sitting right there. My fake problems all over the damn place. Like putting his hand in front of you like, no, Tony, I got it. You be quiet. Literally told you to be quiet. What did you fear for your life then? Nah, because you ain't say shit. So I don't want to hear it. Plus, all respect I don't for fucking hearing. Because if you're going to let a grown-ass man do that to you, I know I can walk into your office right now, get naked, and you'll fall in love with me. I can marry you and take you for everything you fucking have. Well, that's that's true. And come on. Mainly because he ain't ever really, really seen no titties and ass with him. We just, we just going to keep it real, Alexis. And, you know, you're kind of a bad bitch, so. Think about that kind of money. We can put it into the show. I mean, Alexis, y'all, y'all be sitting on Alexis, but Alexis got body. She, she might be able to. She, she can go out and some shit up now. 
Let's go out there and tear some shit I'm up. I'm so tired. I'm so tired of my job, please. <laughs> what I say... Gotta do is be married if to- I did some shit like that, not Reggie. Why is he still signed here? Um, Girl, he he's with them. If he's still with those, um, was it Lucian and uh? I don't, I don't. It's, I hate it's that horrendous. they put them with him. Like I don't like it. Yeah. Go ahead, Alexis. Anyway, it's a mess. Um, Nicole, here's my game plan. So I'm gonna have Tony Khan fall in love with me. Okay, that shouldn't be super hard. Daryl said he's down for this because he knows the payday is going to be great. Okay. Wow. I get married to him. What? What's the what's the legal amount? Six months, just so I can make him seem like everything's cool. You know, maybe try to build him up a little bit so he does have a backbone. Not a whole lot, but enough where I don't walk all over him all the time, right? And then when he yeah. least six, bam, divorce papers, right? And I'll say, I'll go away nice, calm, and quiet, and I won't spill anything if you give me X amount of money and control of AEW. I get the control of AEW. I give the, the Nicole the control to AEW. And then she can just go off and have fun. And I'll be like, I got money. I'm good. <laughs> I would be like, LOL. So many people are going to work here in about two hours. Except for the backstage people. Be like, you all are doing a wonderful job. Um, you're fine. Everyone These else. people up here. I've been like, you all are doing, except for the people who run um, production and some of the camera people. I'd be like, I'm going to make you take class because of camera cuts. And they're, some they're, of the positioning is a little... The law amateur, so I'm gonna send them. I need somewhere. her to, to go to impact for that too, because sometimes, sometimes you know who has great production, and someone pointing this out on Twitter today, and I didn't realize it probably because like I don't watch <clears throat> WoW as consistently as I did, but their production value is amazing for them being oh, yeah, such a small company. Like that movie. True. Wonderful production. It um, is. Same it's with, um, I have not, I haven't used my Fight TV in like months, but when I used to watch um, Hollywood Championship Wrestling, again, like they're a, like a smaller indie, but their production was also very good. And we love to um, see that. Yeah, th- that's the only thing I would really mess with the people backstage. I'm like, y'all school, I'm not gonna, you know, let no one go, but some of y'all um, we're going to, um, you know, you got to go intern somewhere for a bit, um, train, but we got to, we got to figure some shit out with you. Um, the people on the camera, first person, I would honestly, I think, who did I say I was firing first? I don't remember who I said I was firing first, but I'm changing it to Matt Hardy only so it can directly affect Ruby Hardy. Ooh. And also because of Matt, because he be going along with her shit. And I also saw the grossest. I wonder if it's still up, but it was like this stupid TikTok. Someone took a screenshot and then Ruby was like, oh, that awkward moment when your husband was out selling out stadiums while you were still in grade school. Like, why would you tell people that? That's disgusting. I'll let, I would never let people know that age difference. That is gross. And then someone was like, someone 
was like, what do you think of Matt Hardy? Or like, what's your opinions of Matt Hardy right now? Someone was like, retweeted and said, I understand why that you thought. I would not fire the Young Bucks. I would make it in the contract I would have to that they wouldn't need to. Oh, I'm taking, they are no longer EVPs, not a single one of them. And I like Hangman Page, he would also not do that. Not a single one of them would be EVPs. That's what I was about. That was going to be one of the things. He's like, you guys either need to pick between being a VP or a wrestler because you can't be both. You got to be one or the other. And honestly, you need to be glad you're listening to her because I would have just fired your asses because I don't like you. Hangman can stay, but I just need him to, I just need him to stare at him. That's all I need him to do. Um, I'd probably fi- I'd fire Big Sheldon so I feel like he's been useless. Like, what are you doing working back there? There's someone else that's working back there that's who's who's supposed to be, like, a backstage person and then obviously isn't doing anything. But the Big Show is the first one that comes to my head. He'd immediately go, be gone because he's obviously not doing his job. Um, Big Show, Mark Henry. Mark Henry would also be getting fired. That's the other one. Um, now, I don't know exactly what they this. do or QT Marshall. Um, QT Marshall, I would keep him because he does he helps with the in ring stuff. He actually does just, his job. He tries. I'm just so, you know, I'm like, who? He does his Where? job. He he be one of few people who like. I you could stay. You ain't get on my nerves too much. <laughs> I keep him and Colt to train the to train the kids. But yeah. like, here's the thing. They have all these guys back there who are notorious for having gotten into fights in the locker room, right? Like, why aren't they doing anything? Why are you not doing anything? That's the thing that Girl, pisses me off. At this, why aren't no you point in even going in and out about it, to be fair with you, Alexis, because you're going to run yourself ragged trying to figure it out. Everybody is out for themselves. Everybody's clicked up and protecting the clique. But nobody's trying to look out for the best interest of the company. Nobody's yes, doing that. that. See, and then that's you got That's hundred percent value. Right, like you got you got Tony back there, and all he cares about is that he looks like everybody's greatest best friend who pays their bills. So he doesn't. It's it's like this. You gotta like being um getting people getting mad at you sometimes when you run in a business like this. People are going to be pissed at you. People are going to be like, well, you're doing me wrong. It's not personal. It's the, for the safety of my business. I can't have you out here running around here, getting in people's face, acting disrespectful, especially towards me. You're going to be reprimanded for that, period. I'm not going to allow you to also do that to other superstars and then get mad when I'm telling you, look, like y'all got to chill. And I think that we've said this before, too. The Young Bucks being EVPs is a problem. It's a problem. Having EVPs who also operate as wrestlers is a fucking problem. It's a problem because they don't know how to draw the line between character and having and having that boss-like job. They don't know how to do that. And then you got people who are comparing it to like, oh, well, Stephanie and Triple H did it. I'm like, have one of them wrestlers walk up on Stephanie like they be walking up on Tony and see how that shit going to play out. Because if it ain't Then they would have been fighting. Facts. And she fight for herself. I ain't never seen nobody like Stephanie McMahon. She one of the hardest women that I've ever seen. She'll get in your face herself. 
She's not going to let you disrespect and they res- her. And also, it's different because they respected Stephanie. And that's what I'm talking about. So if but you're sitting here is- telling me, like you got Tony Khan back there and he, he can't command no respect. He don't know how to get the respect for himself. Stephanie was born into this business. She grew up watching Vince. Like she literally says she a little kid, like up to her dad's knee and watching him like do the work for WWE. She like, I mean, I'm not trying to say anything, but like she was always going to be the one to take over. Not Shane. She was, I don't mean this in the wrong way, but she literally, whether it was subconsciously or not, she was groomed to be the next one to take over. She knows what the hell she's doing. And that's why I give Stephanie the respect that I do as a woman in a power position and pro wrestling house. How often do you hear about that? But she earned those guys respect because she was able to hang with them. And you know, somebody had to try something on her and she shut it down because she's fucking Vince McMahon's daughter. She's not a dumbass. She knows what the fuck she's doing and she knows herself in a situation like that. Because I think deep down, Stephanie wouldn't be afraid to fight somebody if they tried shit with her. But that's what I'm saying. Like, okay, give Stephanie her props. She was she was born in this. She got it. Cool. No problem. Here's where we're having an issue, though. You're supposed to be a businessman. You're the one who's supposed to curate the respect and the way your company is supposed to want be one, how it's supposed to be run. If you don't do that, then you're gonna constantly be in this circle of everybody getting at getting at you for no reason. Everybody testing you. You're the one who's allowing this. And we've been telling people this from the beginning, but they still don't get it. They still blame CM Punk for everything. No, Tony Khan curated that environment. He allowed him to be able to act that way and let him get away with it the first time. What did you think he was gonna do the second time? You thought he was going to smile and be kumbaya-ing in your face? Crazy. No. Because he can do what the fuck he want to do. You made that very clear. So I I don't know why you're upset with Phil. He just being Phil. Isn't that what they wanted? They wanted him back, right? The fans were so out that they wanted him back. And then he does what Phil does. Because y'all, for the longest time, were always like, he's the voice of the voiceless. Well, I mean, he's just being being himself. And y'all can't fucking stand that. Again, this all goes back to him saying, no, we're not using real glass in a match because there's no reason for it. Like, And a good thing is just like, so CM Punk, back i want to say whatever in his heyday this is obviously this is i didn't like watch watch it but him in his heyday um made made a more which fucking cat i'm about to whoop your ass stop it um <laughs> back in the heyday he would have been a perfect fit for um aew now Yes, he wants to serve some shit up, but he wants and needs structure. And mm-hmm. guess what place is a better fit for him? That's the WWE. Did. I'm not saying, I'm not trying to go into conspiracy like, oh, he's going to go there or whatnot. He might show up there. He might not. He is in decent enough shape 
that he can still last for, I want to say, like a year or two. He still has a couple of decent matches left in him. And I can't, again, I can't believe I'm saying this. Um, but he does, he, ha- he can, you know, put a little bit more out there. He's, it's not, if he doesn't choose to hang it up, he is still, I think he's still capable enough. So going into this, so I think he also realized, like, this place is kind of crazy. And I think also that was like the main <clears throat> antithesis for Collision because I, and I've said this as so many people have said this, Collision is a completely, completely, completely different product than Dynamite and then Dark was and then what everything is. It's such a vastly different type of product. And that's because I have some type of structure. Um, Here's my question. And again, it, yeah. Fun collision. What? Fun collision. Now, if Punk's gone and he was the guy in charge, they of don't. Collision, they don't even know. They've been. They've. They've been asked that like two, three different times, and no one has a fucking answer. The only thing I heard was like if someone said it was like a team effort. I was like, okay, so it's going to be a mess like Dynamite again, and it's going to yep. be showcasing the same four or five people. Great. Yep. Yep. But Joe could run. Joe's there. They need someone like Samoa Joe in the back because Joe won't take shit from people. You gonna think Jungle Boy is gonna come up to Joe and try to be all big and bad when Joe's looking down at him like, man, get the fuck away from me. I don't. And then we can move on if you want. Um, I I don't have like I said I'm I'm fine with the decision they make, but at the same time, Nicole is right about structure, and that's part of the reason why Dynamite is always so all over the place. And a lot of people are just like, okay, when are we gonna get you know something different? Now I don't know what they're gonna do. I'm hoping that they allow somebody to run AEW Collision so that it is a separate entity from um, Dynamite. But I have a feeling that um, Tony Khan's going to take that over too. And it's just going to be a whole mess. And they not nobody's going to get seen. You're not going to get anything. I I I I, I want to fight somebody in the air. So I understand completely going through. Did y'all see the hell's wrong with these shorts? Were Orange Cat helped Moxley at their show? Did I see what? Moxley Orange Cassidy for the championship that You broke up, but I understand where you're getting at. You're talking about Moxley versus Cassidy. Like at the last show they just did, like this weekend. I don't even want to go over that show. I honestly just don't give a shit. But like Mox beat Orange Cassidy and pissed me off. He almost had that title for a year. Moxley has it now? Mox Mox has it now. But here's the thing that makes me mad. And let me start off by saying this is no shade, no offense to Jade. Okay, I'm going to just 
she acted like her 50 straight winning streak was the end all be all, which congratulations to her. I'm never taking that away from her. She set records with that. Okay. But they made more of a big deal about that. And we haven't seen her since she's lost the title, or I haven't seen her at least or seen her mention. Cassidy held that title for damn near a year. And they never made a big deal about it. Even though Orange Cassidy is one of the biggest draws in AEW right now, and one of the very few reasons I don't want that company to go under. And it's like, just seeing the decisions that they're making, and people kept saying this today, we are watching AEW enter the end of WCW era. I heard so many people say that, and I, I can't disagree with them. And I've been telling all this for months. That's exactly where this is leading to. I mean, it's just like the bullshit. Like, no one wants to see John Moxley. After that stadium stampede, it's like the whole internet turned against Mox. Even his rider dies, because they're just like, he's bleeding again. Oh, he just did something stupid. Why the hell is That's he doing AEW's fault. That is that is so AEW's fault because they're not reining him in. And that's another reason why I say like WWE reined him in so he couldn't do those things. And that's part of the reason why he wanted to leave. I feel like giving you letting you do that on occasion, like once or twice a year, that's cool. But for you to be doing that in every single fucking match, it just gets old. It's like Damn, like you're going to bleed every... It's like you're on your period or something. Like, Jesus. Transfusions. Oh, my and God. I mean, it's, it's just like the decisions that they're making in this company, who they're keeping, who they're getting rid of, who they're not resigning. All of it around is not good. I mean, I know punk, like punk is the, the tip of the iceberg, but the more further you go down the ice... Excuse me. And I think I understand why I'm mad. I want this company to succeed. I don't hate AEW. It's great when you have alternatives to wrestling. Hell, after watching Payback, I think I'm going to go back to watching Impact for a while. Because I was not sports entertained. <laughs> but um, it, it's just, it's a whole minute, or did I use that word right? I think I used the right word. But it's a whole thing. Is a whole thing, and people are not seeing that the issues are becoming abundantly clear. But they just choose to be an ostrich and stick their head in the sand because they are so anti WWE that. And why? Why did he even mention that when they were talking about Sunny in the first place? That makes absolutely no. Why did you have to put that little comment in there, bro? Are you just mad? When he brought when they asked him about Sonny, he really didn't answer. He talked around her so much so and he didn't have to. Like Tony could have just said, right now, we don't feel like we have the right um place for Sonny. We want her to succeed. And I feel like she could do better um, you know, on the indies or finding a new place to be able to perform as loud and proud as she wants to. And maybe a few years down the line, we could get her back and she could be in here doing her thing again like she did before. It's all 
and how you say it. He didn't have to go over and over again about how he did this and how he did that. Like, gives a damn what you did. They're talking about why Sonny is no longer on the roster. Just tell the fucking truth. We decided that the best thing for us to do was to let her go and do her thing out here in this business. And we we are going to be rooting for her. We hope that she does well. But for right now, AEW is not the place for her to be able to perform effectively. And we're doing other storylines and other movements in order to get that going. Now, later on down the line, when things change, of course, We'll bring Sunny back. We'll have her here. We'll put her at the forefront. We have everything in place once we have a better place for her. Okay? But for right now, we wish Sunny the best. We hope she does well because I'm always going to be watching. Simple as that. Interview would have been over. But what did you do? You big up yourself. You had to talk about what you did. You had to talk about what you wasn't doing. You had to talk about how, oh, well, you know, I've got a thought. I got hundreds and hundreds of roster people on our roster. Yeah, because you keep signing fucking people and you keep making it so you have this massive bloated ass roster. You can't Wait, use that as a fucking excuse. I just remembered something. Didn't Tony get called out on some bullshit? This was a while back, so I don't know how the hell that must have like brought something up. Remember, he was being interviewed by like he was being interviewed by a woman, by a reporter, and he was saying just like around being kind of like a or, but then when a guy yes, her, um, I can't think of her. I think it was Ella. It was like, it was it was Ella. But also at the same time, like I don't really consider that and I'm not downplaying Ella. I don't really consider that because they barely gave him smoke for that. And he talked to her like crazy. Well, I give him smoke for that. When I when I divorce his ass, that's so so that's why I just don't I don't take anything seriously about AEW, about its fans, anything, because they show that they're only there to just they're all they're doing is moving goalposts. Yep. Nothing there is they can't stand them nor Tony know how to stand stand ten toes deep down if anything. You're right. So it's no it's no point. Facts. No one knows how to stand ten toes deep down about anything so it's like the only thing they see tony for is a page in a doormat where they can get to where they want to be in their career and we're not saying everybody in aew is like that but the shining majority kind of gives us that vibe well the people at the top are like that um because they have a direct line to him and they can pretty much do whatever they want which that's not a good thing because then you got people playing favorites back there and you also have people who can make stuff happen for themselves and will purposely start holding other people back just so they can keep going forward. Same situation with WWE. What reason why I'm not, I don't fuck with um, Michelle McCool like that because she cost a lot of people time in the company and being able to move forward. You could have had the women's division pushing forward a lot earlier had she had not stifled other people's careers. The same thing goes for here. 
you're back there. You know shit is not going like it should be, but because all you're concerned about is yourself, that's the way it's going to be. Like a lot of people accuse Charlotte of being somebody who's stifling careers, and I disagree wholeheartedly because Charlotte wants it to be more of a situation where you come out there, you beat me, you take my spot from me. The same thing she gave to Rhea Ripley. She will give you your time to shine, but she ain't going to hand it to you. She's not going to lay down and just take the pen. That's not where we at. She's always said that she was the opportunity and she means that she lives by that. So that's fair. Her and Becky are in the same category. They just go about it in two very different ways. Okay. Now let's put it to perspective. If Charlotte hadn't gone up against Rhea Ripley and Rhea hadn't been able to beat Charlotte in the fashion that she did in the type of match that she beat her in. So let's say Rhea just smashed her. Or she just mm -hmm. went and smashed somebody else. Would you care that Rhea Ripley is champion? No. Would you care? No. So you have to think about what she's saying. What she's saying is some real shit. Because if this was if this was Roman Reigns saying the shit he's been saying, because Roman also made it very clear, I'm not going nowhere. You got to take this from me. All right, bet. When whoever is chosen takes that title from him, it's going to mean more than somebody just walking in off the street and beating somebody and becoming champion. Those are two and very different why, things. And that's a great point. And that's why I like look at these dudes side eye who are like complaining about Roman Reigns. So it's like, what are you doing and who like in who like work in his vicinity that um, complain about him but it's like what are you doing to elevate yourself to take his spot instead of complaining that's all I'm saying I would really like to know. because they're ones like oh this is taking up so much time blah blah so it's like okay so what are you doing you know who's a very good example of this Alpha Academy sex some way shape or form it could have just been Chad Gable and Otis fighting for screen time, but for somehow those two got over like fucking Rover. And people loved it because it was different. And they like, was it annoying? Yes. But it's also endearing that <laughs> we've heard it so much, you know? Like, I'm still mad at whoever that cameraman was who like had to do the close up right on Chad Gable's daughter when she was crying last night. Like, what oh, I fucking love heart? that. I live. She broke my heart. Like, who's showing this baby? Oh, I love when children cry at wrestling. Oh, Nicole. Oh, wait a minute. What if Harley cried at wrestling? I mean, I would be Harley, sad, so. but also, yeah, I'd be sad. But no, I mean, I love it for the fact because they're feeling. All the emotions. They're actually like they're um, literally she was really upset. Yeah. And I was like, oh. I love that okay. for her. I love she had that experience. She's gonna remember that for the rest of her fucking life. Like that <laughs> meme, that Ms. Girl meme. Yeah. <laughs> I just, oh my lord. I just, I don't know. I mean. They you gotta do something. I wanna be entertained. Cause if y'all are sitting here, it's like let's just go back to a normal nine to five, right? Or just working at a normal job. If some shit's not working, 
sitting around bitching about it is not going to fix it. You're going to have to figure out how to make it your own, twist it around and make it work for you. It's just like working in computers. If something doesn't work the first time, keep working on it until it fucking works. I don't know. I I don't have a problem with um the way things are going with WWE. There's always a method to Triple H's madness. Sometimes he goes about it the roundabout way. Other times he's really straightforward. So you just have to wait things out when it comes to WWE. AEW's problem is that there's no real there's no real rhyme or reason to what they're doing. There's no structure. You don't really know anything. Some stories have structure and they have a point. Others are one-off and you might get a good match out of it. And then that's it. And it's just like, yeah, that's great. But it doesn't put you in a position where you can like build off of this. You can say what you want to about WWE, but that bloodline story has spawned four other stories. And now they're branching off on two separate shows. Okay. Jay Uso's over on Raw. Jimmy, Jimmy's on SmackDown. You got a whole situation going on. And I'm telling y'all, Monday, once they announced what Cody really did and what's happening, they said it on Monday that the trade had to be set and a lot of people are not going to be happy about it. Cody got himself traded to SmackDown. I guarantee you that's what he's going to announce, that he's leaving Raw and he's headed for SmackDown. I am so mad that you're right because, like, I watched a clip of it because, like, when uh, when they said Jay, RJ was back, I was just like, oh, shit. But I'm like, wait a minute, why is Cody introducing him, though? You know, like, it was, like, one of those weird things. And then I think it was, like, I said something that's like, well, now they're going to have to make a trade. Oh, my God. Tiff was fucking right this entire time. I hate her for I that. I told you. But I told also, you. that is so, so smart. Because it we're like, how are we going to get... How are we going to get Cody back in Roman's hemisphere? Mm-hmm. Trade his cousin. The way I, also but get- I didn't know they were going to trade Jay. I didn't know that. But that's fucking ingenious that they did. Because now the twins are working on their own. They're singles competitors. They're no longer tag team. So they can do whatever they want. You know what I'm saying? Jay Uso can move into intercontinental territory if he want to. Or after everything gets done with Shin, he can move into main title ter- territory if he want to. That's totally up to him. Right? But, like I said, I knew they were going to find a way to get his ass back to SmackDown. I didn't figure out who they were going to trade, but I knew that they were going to trade him to SmackDown. I knew it because there was just no way. There were no way they were going to just leave that like it was and then just have him pop up. No, they got to make it so that it's official that he's over there. And also they got themselves, and this is a thing that WWE has been able, especially with like a couple things, to get themselves out of their booking corner. AEW has got to do that with a lot of things recently. They are able to get themselves out of, why do I think he's fine? Charlie Dempsey. I think he's cute. Kenny likes him too. I, I see why you're attracted to him. 
That's too I, much. Well, I said I was like the the current. I see he looks like the like the same guy I like who like who oh, looks shit. like that. They all look very similar. It's him, that guy from the bear, and it's someone and Pete Dunn. Yeah, they do look similar. The bear, the guy from the, the bear, all, looks like Dempsey a lot. Yes, because I was like, why do I think he? Because I was trying to figure out why I thought the guy from the bear was cute. Because I'll say he looks short. <laughs> she loves her short kings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because Pete Dunn ain't that tall either. I think he's like five eight maybe, and that's no, that he's was not that tall. Me. I mean, he's I mean, like five me. eight five yeah. nine. The guy in the bear short. is five seven. I think that's oh, genius. Wow. You can't give yeah, me he's shit. short. You can't give me. Regal got hot. <clears throat> yes, I can because at least they look like they take a bath. Oh. <laughs> Sam Samojo. He looks like a clean man. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he looks very clean. He does. I uh, can't he say does. that about the rest of them, but he looks like he's a clean person. Um, well, I, what was I even I, talking about? Oh, but like, yeah, structure. Uh, and yeah. Yeah, it's like, or getting themselves out of a booking issue because I was like thinking, I was like, okay, it's, we're starting to head into fall. They're, they mm-hmm. got to figure out stuff, but that's also the same thing they did with um, Guther because after, because obviously when he was really, really hitting gears and people are like, and that was a big issue that they never solved with Jade. Jade was that dominant. Why isn't she challenging for the women's title? Right. When she was undefeated for damn near near a year. We've seen it plenty of time where another where a champion challenges for another belt. It's not nothing out of the blue is nothing that's not that's inconceivable. So it boggled my mind why and I was like they and that was such a glaring issue that they never fixed. With Gunther, easy. They once drafted, they had to move him to Raw because the way his character is, the way he is, I'm like, it literally would have made no sense if he didn't confront Roman in any type of sense. And you know what? Point. Here's also what I just thought of. If you put Jay on Seth, and I, like, if, if Jay takes that title, oh my god, that would be fucking huge, right? Could you imagine, though, how chapped Roman's ass would be knowing that his cousin is also champion? Like, how much would that piss him off, like, in kayfabe? Dry. Dry. But real Roman, boohooing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Joe, oh, back here, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> that would be Boo-hooing. happy. Oh my god! But Roman wouldn't be happy because he'd be like, he's trying to be like me. And then here's Heyman, like, yes, 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 tribal chief, yes, tribal chief, yes, 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 yes. You know, like little fucking chihuahua. Yeah. I don't know. I want to say get your shit together, but we've been saying this for the last five years. When it comes, almost five years, when it comes to uh, AEW, I can't believe they've been around for that long. It's crazy to me. I think they last that long, honestly. I'm shocked. For now, we're gonna close out here. 
Be sure to follow us on our socials at Down for the Count 19 on X, formerly known as Twitter, and of course at D4TC underscore podcast on Instagram. Look out for part two where we cover all out results and some more impact info.